Welcome to the officially longest I'm ever recording a podcast episode in the history of everything. Um, if you want to know, I'm currently recording this at 8.24, so uh, you can date that however you please. I mean, me even just posting the tweet slash truth will give away how late I'm recording. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you, you just get like, you know... A little, a, a little busy, you know, preparing for the show, and, and then you get done with the entirety of show prep, and you realize it's like 6.40 p.m., and then you also realize you haven't ate dinner yet, and then by the time you go get dinner and everything, it suddenly becomes 8 o'clock, and you're like, oh shit. Anyway... Welcome to the Political Panda program, so happy you could join me on this fine Friday, or whenever you are listening. Of course, with it being Friday, that doesn't mean that we are going to shy away from our canter time of great, amazing, completely sane people on TikTok who are uh, great. And of course, if you haven't already and are new here, please consider subscribing to the program wherever you are listening. Follow over on Twitter and True Social and check out the Substack. I have a quite busy weekend ahead of me of some writing, Lego building, and uh, plans for someone that, uh, uh, for the future, that I'm working on putting together for them, even though the thing for them is still like a month away. Yeah. Me being prepared and shit for once in life. But. Of course, before we get into the news today, and before we, we, we talk about uh, something that I, I only found out about from a, a fellow fellow person, uh, uh, fellow uh, sort of political commentator, and uh, finally finding it and bringing it to you, we will bring you that right after this clip from CBS talking about Green John Pierre and um, you know really 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 letting uh, everybody everybody uh, really really cracking everything open for uh, everybody because truly uh, I, I think even the media is realizing that she's not good at this. Justin. Thanks, Green. Uh, I, I did want to kind of follow up on what Ed and Phil were asking, which is putting aside the question of whether the president's lawyers acted properly and. For a second straight day now, the White House struggling to answer any questions related to classified documents discovered at uh, locations associated with President Biden, citing uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre there, the press secretary, simply reading a statement uh, where she says the president was surprised by the discovery, takes this matter very seriously, um, the documents were inadvertently misplaced, and he doesn't know what's in them. But Lana, we've been listening here. She has not answered a single question outside no. of a pre-written uh, pre statement by the president's lawyers. Exactly. And continuing then to say the same thing again and again, even in response to very simple questions about the timeline, about the specific location, clarifying questions, and continuing to use the word transparent and saying that they did things in a transparent manner. You heard our own uh, CBS's Ed O'Keefe really trying to pin her down on what she means by transparency when she's saying that 
She has been transparent. If that means legal transparency, governmental transparency as required by law, or public transparency. We are going to continue to set those questions to the government. But for now, a quick break. We have a lot more news ahead, including more layoffs. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, nothing more you really care about or I care about. But I almost feel like I, I need to be like a, there they are, officer. There's the government centers right there. You know, like, hello, aren't you guys supposed to be the government propaganda, like part of the government propaganda wing? What the fuck's going on here? What's going on between these two at fucking CBS? Um, now, what's interesting is I believe this is one of the first few times that, like, the mainstream media is actually going after the press secretary like this for really not answering questions. I, I mean, first off, we've played, like, over over the past, well, how long has she even press secretary? Like, four? I don't even know how long at this point. This show has been going on literally since we had, what, freaking Jen Psaki as the freaking thing. She hated the job so much that she literally left to go back to being in the actual media instead. And now we have Kareen in here. And <laughs> if I was Kareen, I would be trying to find anywhere to where I can get paid a lot of freaking money so I can keep up all these outfit purchases. But you know, not have to be press secretary because this job is miserable. But uh, they do have a very valid uh, valid point. A very, very valid point on uh, on the current state of uh, what it's like to uh, sort of be in our uh, current, current situation of uh, America. So, to begin the show for today... I thought I would bring guys sort of something that I, I went on a little bit of a dive for, and with, you know, the help of the description, uh, it is right there for you to dig in yourself, just to show you that I'm not bullshitting you, I'm not presenting you a conspiracy theory, I'm not telling you some lie, I'm not bringing up some, you know, website where the report is being talked about where it's like, well, there's some, you know, actual, you know, bullshit behind it of being, hey, like, here's me just pointing out to you fucking just, like, perspective. No, no. Okay. So, we've talked about the Great Reset on the show a lot. It's very important that I believe that everyone should know about it. It's not a fucking conspiracy theory. The main fucking person behind it wrote a goddamn book called The Great Reset and COVID-19, literally, like, back in fucking 2020. They talk about the New World Order literally in their events. The Davos event is literally, like, next few weeks in, like, the, I don't even know when it is, but I know it's very much, I think it's, like, next week, I think it is. I think it's next week when it's happening. They talk about this shit all the time. I see, like, their shit on Twitter every once in a while of all the different articles they fucking put out. Okay? It's not some fucking conspiracy theory. It's not some you know, just random hunky-dory wholesome little fucking people here that totally don't want to fucking kill a lot of fucking people and really get the world in this, they're under their full control. No. So, the World Economic Forum is uh, one of their one of their many partners that they have is called, this group called Erupt. 
Now, Erupt is sort of this very much, uh, they're leading sustainable development. Erupt is a global collective of designers, engineers, and, uh, like, you know, uh, sustainability uh, consultants, advisors, and experts dedicated to sustainable development and using imagination, technology, and rigor to shape a better world. Or you can even find out through them how to understand the green economy, sponge cities, and the cold climate, and scaling net zero building. Okay. They, they have a full page. It's linked in the description of this, of this podcast with the article. And in the actual article that, I, I, that, that is linked, that, that's right there for you, you can click it. It works. They're not hiding anything. The goal is for you to see it, and even though you see it, you could hear about it, there's still going to be a lot of people that don't hear about it, and with not hearing about it, they hope that not enough people will be able to actually stand up against them, and so here we are. So, erupt. So, this article, from their own website, is called The Future of Urban Consumption in a 1.5 Celsius World. And so I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little read because this article is very short because the main, the main point of it really isn't the actual article. It's the PDF report that comes with it that is free to download, no bullshit of paying money like with the Wall Street Journal or whatever. That's why every single time you might see like a Wall Street Journal article or whatever one of those articles on this, on this program, I literally give you most of the time the Google cached version to save you the time. But, so, here we go. New ways of measuring cities' climate footprints show that C40 cities' consumption-based emissions contribute to a 10% of global greenhouse gases. This report explores how cities' consumption-based emissions need to reduce to avoid a climate breakdown and focuses on six sectors, food, construction, Clothing, vehicles, aviation, and electronics. Where leaders, business leaders, business businesses, or business businesses, and the place can take action to change consumption habits and significantly cutting greenhouse emissions. The research sets out on science-based targets for cities for GHG emissions reduction or emissions reductions that are. Con- consistent with the 2015 Paris uh, Agreement ambitions and identifies key previously untapped opportunities for cities to address the impact of urban consumption whilst delivering multiple other benefits for their citizens. It also maps how urban stakeholders can work together to deliver these changes. So, this, this article, it's literally, there's two separate download buttons, you can't miss it on the fucking page. There are literally two of them, right? I know this works because not only have I done this on my computer, I even did it on my fucking iPad and I pulled up the PDF. I know it works. Everything is still here, okay? I'm not a fucking crazy person. But in this port, it's really fucking long. I don't really recommend going through every little... I mean, if you want to spend the time, I'm probably going to because I'm a fucking little nerd. But so... Really, the main point of this whole thing, and what we, as a, as you, you the fellow consumer, 
like me and everyone else around the world, the main point to where it starts becoming very much you want to really get out of this report starts on page 40 of the report. So they have goals, and the main goal that you'll see all the time is 2030. 2030 is this big, magical, mystical year somehow in which it just everything's going to change. The reinvention of cities and everything, and there's so many different climate targets and everything that's all uh, all in there. And the, the entirety of what they're proposing is a complete kill-off of innovation, capitalism, it's such a dystopian system that uh, once I get everything for you, I'll, I'll put some I'll put some numbers in your head to really really get you thinking. Okay, so okay, so we'll start out with food consumption, and we'll we'll go through all the categories, and I'll kind of give you the rundown on what they really mean. The only one we're not really going to touch on is sort of like the building part of it because you don't really literally that one is not really that important to explain to people that aren't agricultural nerd or architecture nerds and i'm not really one of those so it's it, it, this one though it's simple and it's any idiot can understand this okay so per so the progressive target or sort of the target that they most likely would want to hit you know like the 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 one that they would be you know most fine with hitting is that people are going to go through some dietary dietary changes and well there are so, some changes that that we need to make so meat you might be you might be like me where you eat chicken and you know a lot you eat lots and lots and lots of meat all the time, you know, like I, I just ate pizza with hamburger and sausage and, you know, bacon on it. Or you might be a person who likes their steaks or, you know, you know, loves pork, ham, you know, likes all different types of meats. Well, their goal for 2030 for how much meat you can eat per year is 16 kilograms. Six, sixteen kg. Sixteen kilograms per year. So in total, for the entire year, for uh, in twenty thirty, their 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 baseline goal is that for the whole year, you can have thirty five pounds of meat for the whole year. You yourself can have, for the entire year, 35 pounds of meat. That's it. It's all you get. No more, no less. But, they're, they, but they have two different categories. They have their, you know, sort of, you know, sort of their, their target they want to hit. And then they have the real fucking ambitious, like, if everything goes right, we can get to this target. And that's zero, zero, zero kg. What about dairy? You know, like milks, cheeses, you know, stuff, you know, there milks and a lot of different stuff. You'd be surprised how much dairy products you would con consume. A unless you have dairy allergies, you really, you really don't realize it. 
you can have 90 kilograms. So you, you can have 90, 90 kilograms per year. So almost 200 pounds of dairy product per year. The progressive, zero. You can have none. Zero kilograms per day for your entire calorie consumption per day. Per day, you get 2,500 calories. Now, for a lot of people, that would seem, you know, very, I, I mean, reasonable. But here, I would just like to pull up something. So, uh, a, a big, you know, chain that, you know, at least in, an, in the area around me, and, and I know that certain people that I know would, this, this is going to make a big impact on, you know, how, how they think. So let's take, for example, the, the, uh, chicken, the fast food chicken, uh, sort of, uh, chain raising canes. So according to this, if every single day you get 2,500 calories so every single day you have your your 2500 that you can in total eat. Well let's say you vote to raising canes and you're feeling you, you haven't you know you, you haven't really ate anything you didn't eat anything for breakfast so you you know you haven't ate anything since like last night so it's been you know almost you know well over 8 plus hours lunchtime. And you're you're wanting you know you're wanting a Caniac combo, which if you don't know, is six chicken fingers, fries, two cane sauces, you know, Texas toast, coleslaw, and a large 32-ounce drink. Now, of course, a lot of people would substitute out the coleslaw for either extra sauce, extra toast is the most popular, or extra fries. So... And that already, that one one meal is going to cost you either between, depending on, you know, what you get, you know, for your drink. And if you get, you know, the, you know, another piece of toast or fries or whatever, that's already going to cost you between 1,790 calories to 20 to 2040. So 2,040 calories. So you're already over well over half of your of your budget of your sort of in terms of what you can have per day in one fell swoop. Even the this the smaller, the second smallest combo, the box combo, which is four fingers, canes or crinkle cut fries, cane sauce, Texas toast, coleslaw, and a regular size fountain drink, is already almost fifteen hundred calories. That's almost half of your calories, which would be fine for most people. But that that should just tell you. There's a lot of people out there that go to Cane, order a Cane combo, like myself. And I, you know, and then, like, what, eight plus hours later, I get hungry. Again. And so now what? I gotta try to figure out what to do with maybe the last, like, 460 calories? What? what and so, you see the problem here. And, by the way, if you look at most, like, calorie, like, food labels, by the way, most of you fuckers read those fucker like, things wrong. First of all, those things are the biggest, like, bullshitty scams. 
So the actual like dietary things on there already are only based upon if you eat only 2000 calories per day. It's like, you know how, like when you read a calorie thing, it has 2000 calories on there and it says based on diet of 2000 calories and then it, it lists out like how many servings it has, you know, what is the serving size and then all of like the different like you know vitamins and other stuff that are in it you'll put like your daily your this item contains this amount this percentage of your daily amount of vitamin C iron cal whatever right <clears throat> so that that that's the that's the that's the overall total within food that's that's everything for food so you get 2500 cal so so just a quick recap the, the aggressive goal for 2030 is zero kgs of meat, zero kg or zero kilograms of, uh, of dairy products, and 2,500 per person. Or the, the baseline sort of goal that they want to reach, 16 kg uh, of meat and 90 kilograms of dairy. Okay? That's it. And the same 2,500 between both. That's all you get per day. What about clothes? One of those tiers was clothes. Well, like many of you, you probably buy, you know, some new clothing, you know, stuff. So like last year, you know, like right now, I'm, I'm wearing a sweater that I bought towards the end of last year. I bought, you know, you know, maybe like I, I bought some new shoes towards the end of, you know, last year to early this year. And I bought like another shirt or like two other shirts and. You know, I, I, I've, I've bought some new clothes, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling comfy in my, in my nice sweater, you know, it was a great purchase. Well, we need to, you know, really get people to stop buying, you know, people are buying too many clothes, it's causing too many emissions, we need to really cut down the amount of new clothing pieces you get per year. So, what's, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, overall goal? Well, the goal is... That per year, per year, in total, the baseline goal is you can get eight. Eight new clothing items per year. You better, better make sure that, that that one of your eight is something you really want. And you know what? I would consider this sweater I'm wearing to be one of those eight that I would consider for the whole year. Okay, I'm feeling comfy. So... I, I'm, I, 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 that's, I, I guess that's what it's going to end up being. But what about the ambitious goal? The ambitious goal? Three. You get three pieces of clothing. It goes from, it, it, it doesn't even really make sense. I, I, like, why not four? Nope, you get three. You can get three new pieces of clothing. You can have three new pieces of clothing or you can take a hike, right? That's all you get. No, no more, no less. You can have three pieces of new clothing. Okay. Does that does that sound good to you? Do you want every every single year to only be able to buy three pieces of fucking clothing? I literally just within like me ordering two things from an online online thing towards like the end of last year reached me three clothing item limit per the for the whole year within just like within just a week i reached that 
that limit. I can't imagine, and I don't buy clothes that often. I really don't. When I like buy like clothes for like myself, I I don't like I don't buy clothes that often. Like people who know me in real life know, I don't really buy clothes. Like a lot of the clothes that I have are either clothes that I like I see. And then I just put them on like my Amazon wish list and just see if people will. And then a lot of the times, you know, people like my grandparents and other and like my mom will just end up buying those clothes for me anyway at the, you know, during like my birthday and Christmas time. So, you know, I know those. The, so. So like most of the clothes that I get all gifted to me. There's very few clothes that, like, I go out of my way to be like, yeah, I'm going to buy these. Like, I bought a new jacket towards the end of last year, you know, because I wanted one. I, I got, you know, a few other clothes early on in the year from, you know, different stuff. So you're you're seeing a bit of the issue here of, and also, does this count towards, like, with underwear? Like, am I only allowed to buy three new things of underwear per year? Because that just sounds like we're going to end up using a lot more water for, like, the laundry machine. So, clearly we're really not reducing emissions that much if we're going to end up having to, you know, do, do, like, do stuff like that. But we now reach the next one. What about cars? What about your, what about your transportation? You know, private transport. What 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 about that one? Well, well what well well what's their what's their target? Well, reducing the ownership, of course. Their baseline goal at twenty thirty is to reduce ownership to cars uh, to there being only one hundred and ninety cars. Per 1,000 people. So per 1,000 people, there will be 190 cars. Okay, but what about the aggressive target? Zero. No one owns a car. There are no more private vehicles. Car ownership is outright banned. No more. You do not own your car anymore. Okay, how how long is the lifetime of that car? You know, how long is it going to last you? 20 years. You you, you can have your lifetime for your your vehicle is going to be 20 years. What's what's the, what's the ambitious target? What what's the target that it goes right and it pushes 50 years? Imagine you get to be like the age where like, you know, you're hitting like high school and now, you know, you need to like, you're like, all right, you, know, you need to start, you know, driving yourself to school. Imagine that car that you get at like 16 for a lot of people out there is the car that they end up that you will end up having all the way until you are 56 years old. If it's like a newer car. You know, that's that's up to their standards. That car should last you for the next 50 years of your life. Like, you don't you don't need another car. That's your car. Like, if they, if they don't get, like, the private ownership thing banned, your car is your car for the next 50 
years. You know how bad that would be for car manufacturers? It's not really even like planned obsolescence of just your vehicle. It's just a matter of am I am I like am I stuck owning this vehicle for the next forty years? <clears throat> so yeah, it, I mean it, it that's it, it's it's crazy. Now the next one is really really the last one or like what, the second to last one and I think this one for a lot of people is where I think they they go, no absolutely not like there there are certain there are certain people out there that would get you and go you're crazy and I I brought I I show I told all this information to like my mom before this and she was she was not having it she was she was pissed so for aviation for being able to travel on a plane. If you think that 2020 hurt the aviation industry a lot, you ain't seen nothing yet. So they want to reduce the number of flights. Okay, that you know that's that's fine, but by how much? Well, you, you as individual can can be the great, great person of being able to fly one time per year. One time, you get one short-haul flight per year, or not even per year, and that short-haul flight means that it would be less than 1,500 kilometers, which is around 930-ish miles, give or take, and that's every two years. So you can have one flight, one uh, within 930 mile flight every two years. Okay, that that's the baseline. That's that's the baseline one. What about the ambitious target? It's still one flight, but instead of it being every two years, it's every three years. That's right. Every three years, you can. Go ahead and take a 930 flight, uh, 30 mile flight somewhere, which uh, in the case of my own mom's uh, sister or my aunt, she could not physically from where she lives in America, make it to where I live in America. She would actually have to fly to another like uh, another actual like airport. And then she would have to rent a car or get on like a train or some some other form of transportation to make it here because her one plane flight would be used pretty much on that. And then from getting back, well, now she's going to need to rent that car all the way out from, you know, from where we live all the way back. And that's not even counting the amount of money spent on gas and whatever else for that long of a trip. Or not really gas, but in terms of all the time spent charging the car, because it's most likely just going to be EVs at that point for their goal. So, yeah. And then the last one, it's not as uh, big, but their, uh, their goal for electronics is for electronics and... household appliances it is 
seven years. Seven years in total. Okay? You can get you can get your next phone after having that one for seven years. And then you can get a new one. If there's even a phone to buy at that point. You know, and I'm sure Apple will be so excited to release a new phone every seven years instead of every year. Record-breaking profits, that will be. So, yeah. The future. What what an exciting, exciting place. You know? What an exciting, exciting place. So... Yes, that is what you have to look forward to if the future goes in their way. So, let's do what we can to prevent that from happening and to really, really make sure that doesn't happen. Because, you know, that Davos meeting, you know, it, it, it's coming up. And, and there's there's some Republicans that are, that are going to be there too. Like, Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp. Rep. Mar uh, Maria Salazar of Florida uh, are participants of uh, some different ones. You got some Democrats going, but that that really shouldn't surprise you. You got Senator Joe Manchin going. You got Governor J.B. Pritzker of Illinois. You got Kristen Cinema from Arizona. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, no, he's he's gonna be great. Uh, it, it's great. It's good. It's good. It's real, real, real good. And there's there's other ones, but, you know, it's great. There's going to be so many great people there. It's going to be a great event. I'm real excited for what our our elite has, uh, has planned for the future. Well, of course... Uh, Kevin McCarthy is the new and current Speaker of the House, and, uh, well, he was, uh, of course, uh, being asked some questions by the media yesterday, and, of course, some committee stuff came up, and, uh, well, here's what Kevin McCarthy uh, during his first uh, press conference, had to uh, say about Eric Swalwell and uh, why he's been removed from the committee and why he really, in actuality, shouldn't be on any committee. Speaker McCarthy, are you concerned that the targets of potential subpoenas will use the argument that you used and Mr. Jordan used to ignore the subpoena you got, that this is just political? No, because... Mine wasn't ignoring a subpoena. I said I would gladly go if we got to appoint people to the committee. If it was not political, you will find the fundamental difference of me being a speaker and Nancy Pelosi. The other side will get to name their members on the committee. It won't be handpicked by me and denying the Democrats their voice. So whatever transpires out of that committee is work to Republicans and Democrats as we move forward. It's a fundamental difference. With the intelligence committee, is it? Why? You said you said you're going to let Democrats appoint their own members to the committee, but you've also indicated you're not going to let. Them I was very clear early on. Um, 
Let me phrase something very direct to you. If you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. And you're going to tell me other Democrats couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like to give him a government clearance? You asked me questions about Santos. You asked the questions about Swalwell. Not only was he getting a clearance, he was inside an intel committee. He had more information than the majority of all the members. Did you ever raise that issue? No, which you should have. You're going to tell me there's 200 other Democrats that couldn't fill that slot, but they kept him on it? The only way that they even knew it came forward is when they went to nominate him to the Intel Committee. And then the FBI came and told the leadership then, he's got a problem. And they kept him on. That jeopardized all of us. Adam Schiff right. opened. So, yeah. So if you if you don't if you if you don't um, if if you don't if you don't know why or why they're really talking about this, so McCarthy on Monday confirmed that um, that uh, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell will be removed from the House Intelligence Committee. And, of course, you know, a reporter asked about this decision after the speaker previously said Democrats could appoint their own members to committee. And so you might be asking, well, why? What, what's, what's the issue? Is it just, you know, like he doesn't like him personally? No. 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 Um, it's, uh, it's, it's because Swalwell shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be on anything to do with intelligence. Um, because he he had a, a, a an a alleged alleged ale relationship uh with a with a uh with a Chinese spy who was a uh, whose name was Christine Fang also known as Fang Fang so uh yeah and i i mean if you couldn't really hear it well i'll, I'll put it very clear as he said it let me phrase something very direct to you if you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. Um, never has uh, another true thing like that been ever said about a, a a Democrat in my life about not putting them. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's put a guy on the on the House Intelligence Committee who had a, a full on relationship <clears throat> with a Chinese spy. You know, a man who just couldn't keep it in his fucking pants, uh, decided to, uh, to really, really get that going. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What a, what a, what a great one. So far, you know, I've been liking what I've seen out of McCarthy, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm still politically homeless for the time being, as I am, as I've said on this show before, I am both neither Republican nor Democrat currently. I obviously am very much a person who leans to the right, but I despise a lot of the Republicans right now currently. So therefore, uh, I am currently actually listed and registered in my own state as a uh, as nonpartisan. So, yes. So, yes. So Biden has uh, been apparently championing 
the fact that the prices of food have been going down, and, uh, of course, uh, like always, he's, uh, fucking wrong, uh, not surprising, I mean, dude is a bit of a jackass, and maybe he read something wrong, uh, again, and, uh, to, to really prove that, well, the New York Post put out a article yesterday where, uh, they went and they, uh, they asked, you know, people, you know, how, uh, how is the uh, inflated cost on, uh, food? How, you know, what, how's it, uh, hitting you? So the, uh, the first one comes from Joy Rafat, uh, Rafnin, who is, uh, 76 and is from East Village, uh, Manhattan, and said inflation is difficult for the, uh, retired doctor, uh, to, uh, stomach because it forced him to cut back on his favorite food. Eggs. I used to eat eggs every day for my breakfast. Always buying eggs, I would eat scrambled eggs five days a week. I would eat boiled eggs at night as a snack, watch TV, but now I can't do it. It's too much. Ravnin, who was shopping at Trader Joe's in Union Square on Thursday, even had to downsize the eggs he does eat. I used to buy jumbo eggs, but now large or regular. Now I mix eggs with tomatoes with potatoes, he said. I would buy bigger eggs and meat every week, but now I cannot afford it. We have uh, we have Fran uh, Carpenter, freelance editor and mom, said milk is constantly draining her wallet. Did the cows go on strike and I missed it? I pity anyone who's raising young children and has to buy a lot of milk. Lately, she's been cutting back on bovin-based grub, including butter and steak, due to highs due to sky high. Supermarket prices. I am every day alarmed at how much it's costing me to put food on the table. I didn't know even her Thanksgiving dinner was more sparse. We have even another one, another like 60, you know, older, older kind of person who's willing or a person who's willing to give out their age. Uh, I'm not buying in bulk uh, like we used to, especially ground beef. Beef is crazy. I'm buying a lot less meat, along with foregoing the burger uh, staple. She said she eats more leftovers and tries to waste less. Where uh, where we used to go to the supermarket every week, I can't, I don't do that anymore. We try to stretch everything out and go every other week. We cook for two days, three days, and that's what we eat. We do more pasta, just making adjustment. I mean, we have freaking a person... Who uh, is 52, so a bit of a younger, younger guy. Old, still up there, but uh, for years, instead of getting smoked salmon, we got sausages. Basic things, nothing extravagant. As far as the meats, you're cutting down to to the basics. Not as extravagant as far as snacks. He eats more oatmeal, more cereals, and has scaled back to buying eggs every other week. You're just trying to budget yourself, he said. So, clearly, you know... Uh, and I mean, there's even some comments on this post. Live in uh, one one says, "I live in Michigan. The eggs I love went from five seventy five for eighteen to eight seventy five for eighteen in the last six months. My grocery bill in the last months for things I always buy for two people went from a hundred and twenty five a week to two hundred ten a week for the same stuff. It doesn't include buying meats, which usually add another twenty five dollars a week." But now I'm buying out of the manager special stuff, which is stuff in the sell-by area and try and save. I live in a rural area and can buy from my co-op, but 
their prices have gone up too because their feed and animal services have gone up. All this happened since Biden's been in office. I'm losing money in my retirement accounts, losing money at the grocery store, and the gas pump. And somewhere, somehow, this has to stop. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, person, another person, I bought one potato the other day. It was $2. It weighed three-fourths of pounds. Uh, it isn't, you know, so people, and this isn't just a New York thing. This is just, th this is just everywhere. Okay, we we have Midwest people even talking about it. I live in the Midwest. Now, I'm I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't really grocery shop, like, personally, like, really noticing it that often. I think I noticed it, like, a few, uh, a few, like, uh, what is it? A few, like, uh, like, a long while ago when I, uh, like, last year when my parents were gone for, like, a week. I did, like, some grocery shopping then. But I really didn't, you know, notice it. But, I mean, I, I still was at, like, some points, because, like, for the entirety of it, I used, like, like gift cards I had been given for during, like, my college graduation. And I think I almost, like, went through just on my own, not even really buying, like, that much. Like, more than, like, a good portion of the actual, like, gift card within just one trip to the store. So... And I wasn't even buying stuff that was like that, you know, extravagant. It was very basic tier stuff. Like, it wasn't like me buying out like a whole bunch of ingredients. No, it's just buying like some frozen pizzas and other stuff. So, yeah. Not, uh, not, not, not great for America. So, speaking of New York City... A uh, a per a whistleblower in uh, of course the uh, in a New York City hotel has uh, also come out with more stuff. It's pretty much I believe it's actually one of the same ones uh, uh, this, uh, uh, that's come out before, uh, where he's been showing videos of all of the different like you know food that's been out to uh, to rot. So apparently, uh, apparently. Uh, he's been showing video footage and uh, I, with Eyewitness News showing staff removing a shocking amount of food waste, which we did talk about. Uh, we complained about vigor. We got homeless in the city and added the city's providing migrants three meals a day. <clears throat> uh, in which... Uh, a migrant who lived in the hotel told the outlet she doesn't eat the food provided... All the time because she'd rather cook, revealing another problem the row is facing. Every day, staff are reportedly seizing hot plates, rice cookers, pots, and pans from room, which are fire hazards. All clients are offered a food selection that reflects the diet's residents and prepared same day to ensure fresh freshness. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the chaos that we all see at the throat today is compiled by migrants being drunk and drinking all day long, sp smoking weed, consuming drugs. Uh, you claim that domestic violence and abuse is frequent, and uh, young people are having sex in the stairwells. 
These people have no jobs, by the way, and most of them are illegally here and are not in any way asylum seekers at all. Uh, they form in uh, the form in which they keep in their uh, which they keep their rooms is horrendous. They don't clean up after themselves and leave piles of clothes everywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not, not great. I mean, why don't, I don't, I don't even know if there's even, really even people that even could stay in the fucking hotel at that fucking point. So, imagine, like, a family is, like, in, in, a, like, this decently nice hotel. Like, this is, this is, a, this is not, like, you know, fucking cheapo hotel, right? Like, this isn't a motel or something like this is, this is a nice fucking hotel, right? In New York City. And imagine, like, you know, you're you're just going down the stairs because maybe, you know, you got some other people, like, maybe another family that you know or, you know, is, like, downstairs or whatever. And you go into the stairwell, you go down the stairs, and, and you just see, like, a mig like two migrants just having sex there. Is that, is that what you want to see at, like, 8 a.m. in the fucking morning or, like, 9 to even, like, 10 o'clock? walking down the stairs and you just see some broad being just bent over on the fucking stairwell or bent up against the fucking wall is that is that is that what people want to see is that is that is that, is that what america's at now I, I i guess so i guess fucking so so uh youtube please uh please don't fucking ban me uh, but, uh, yes, it's been announced by the literal CDC now that they are launching a, uh, investigation into the Pfizer-updated COVID booster. Why, why is that? Well, because, uh, well, uh, there's, uh, concerning, concerning, uh, stuff going on, uh, in which it's, uh, being linked to a potential... Uh, stroke risk. So, uh, ooh, yikers! That's that's not that's that's not what you want under your COVID booster. A nice stroke and maybe a few heart attacks to go with it. Believe me, I, I love love vaccines, but I don't think that one should have been approved. We maybe shouldn't have approved that one, and should maybe maybe send out an apology. Just maybe. Just, just, maybe. So, yes. Great, uh, great work, everyone. Great, great fucking work. So, well, uh, I thought, uh, I thought we would touch on this very sort of quickly. Uh, so, Liza Marie Presley... Uh, died yesterday, uh, which, if you don't know who that is, that is the daughter of Elvis Presley. You know that, you know, that guy, you know, pretty, pretty famous. Yeah, that guy. Uh, if you, if you really don't know who this, who this person was, she was the only child of Elvis and Priscilla Presley, was married four times and, uh, she she had a bit of a bit of an interesting uh life to say the least being the daughter of 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 a presley 
you know, someone that famous. Keep in mind, by the way, Priscilla Presley, still alive. She's seven, she's in her 70s. She's still fucking alive, which is crazy to think about. So, uh, she first was married to Danny, uh, Koff, Keith, I don't fucking know, when she was only 20. Uh, they then divorced, uh, you know, a while ago. Or, and, uh, so, yeah, they actually had two children's. Or two children, two child, or two childrens, two children, uh, one of which uh, committed suicide. Sadly, uh, of course, uh, and of course, he's absolute my best friend in the world. Her ex husband talking about her ex husband. The smartest thing I've ever done is have children with this man because I knew this is the one man I could be connected to for the rest of my life. So yeah. It, well, uh, yeah. Well, that's not the only person she was married to, because for literally, and I'm not kidding, two years she was married to Nicholas fucking Cage. You know, you know the uh, the dude from National Fucking Treasure. Yeah, yeah, that that guy. Yeah, um, she, she also got married to, you probably have, you probably have never, never heard of this guy, uh, his, his name is Michael Jackson, you, you've probably never heard of him, you know, bit of a, bit of a small artist, you know, I don't think anybody's ever heard of him. Yeah, 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 My, Michael fucking Jackson. Um, uh, yeah. A bit bit of a interesting woman, I, I gotta say. I mean, how how do you go from like all of these different people? You go from some like actor I've never really heard of to then Nicolas Cage, to then being married to fucking Michael Jackson in like the nineties. And uh, what what's what's funny is uh, uh she also said. Uh, she called. She called marrying Michael Jackson the biggest mistake of her life. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit bit of an interesting woman to say the least. But sadly, she has left our world at the age of fifty four. So. In a in a quick little segment, I like to call "This is so dumb." Uh, I got two things for you. So the first one comes from uh, movie director Michael Bay. You might know Bay as, uh, of course, the person who just loves, loves, loves explosions. So this one came on my radar because this one is the dumbest fucking thing I have. Ever heard. So apparently, over in Italy, apparently there is a law that uh, apparently prevents you from killing, uh, killing like birds. Yeah, apparently, Italy has a national law which makes it illegal to harm, kill, or capture any wild bird 
and pigeons, a pigeon was apparently killed during the filming of a movie that they shot over in Italy. And so apparently the pigeon is a protected species because it's protected by EU law in the bird directive. So literally Michael freaking Bay is being charged with the killing of a fucking pigeon. A fucking pigeon in Italy. For a thing that happened almost sit over, over six years ago. It's a fucking pigeon. Go to New York, you'll see millions of them. There are plenty of pigeons in the fucking world, okay? It is a fucking pigeon. Like, this was the dumbest thing I've read all day. Pigeons. A, a fucking pigeon. Why? Just, just why? Another one that I'm going to give to you real quick is a sociology professor, so you are already know that you're already down the wrong path, at the University of Penn State, suggested during a class straight students should watch, and I'm not fucking kidding when I say this, gay porn to open up up, up their sex or to open up their sexuality. The professor named Sam Richards challenged students to watch same-sex pornography to confront the fact that they might be aroused by it, as he claimed that every person has bisexual feelings and that each individual might be more comfortable being bisexual. If you're straight, watch gay porn or lesbian porn and see how quickly you feel aroused. Yeah, um, uh, uh, j just imagine, uh, there's, there's people that genuinely pay to take that class. Yeah. Are you, you, you realizing why I really don't want to go to college, people? And why a lot of people really shouldn't go to college anymore? I think I think that pretty much clears up that. Well, let's get into the last thing of today. We have some cancer to go over. Am I slightly not excited for it? Yeah, because I genuinely, because a lot of these are also, you know, of course, you know, people that are, you know, teach children because a lot of them are school teachers and it just brings my faith more in humanity down so i have a lot of these comments so i figured i'd jump in and show one of the many lessons i do through the year around inclusivity so i usually start with this book which i absolutely love it introduces a variety of pronouns as well as multiple pronouns that someone might use there's also a great video on amaze.org that goes into pronouns and how to respect people's pronouns all these lessons are done in our morning meeting or in our ELA time because they're connected with writing and with reading and they hit all our standards. This year's chart is a little wonky, but all of these are from the students, the description and definition um, I help them with, but then the what to say and how to correct comes explicitly from them. And as you can see, it hangs up on our social justice wall right behind me.
social justice wall. Social justice wall. And then the infamous llama corn and narwhal is what we move into. So we actually practice the sayings they came up with using the stuffed animals. So pretty straightforward, pretty simple, something anyone can do in a morning meeting or during a block. This is what happens when you don't get into a fight or don't get punched or uh, when you give people who never, who never really had to deal with anything as a child uh, any sort of power. This is what happens. Okay. This this is what happens. Okay, like what I mean it can't be it can't be worse than social justice wall, right? Did you know trans women can breastfeed and this No no they can't. Don't no, that's not how that works. This is great news because I always wanted to breastfeed, but I thought like my dry tits would give the kid an eating disorder. That you shouldn't that you shouldn't say tits around your kid. Kid just grow you shouldn't even have a kid to begin with. That kid may have one fucked up life. Grows up and he's chronically sucking down the nozzles at Yogurt Land, and I just have to be like, sorry, that one's my bad. Also, you might not know this about trans women. Our tits are really far apart. And I, I didn't need to know that. I really, really, really didn't need to know that. I would have fun with that. I would just have a baby on each tit in the middle of a door jam and be like, look at her go. She can breastfeed two babies in two different rooms. It's really Please believe it or not. Uh, that's 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 a little a little concerning, li little too concerning. I told you I try to go into these as blind as possible. Uh, um, uh, I I I I need keep in mind if you want to see the visuals for these, I I gladly encourage you to click the link in in. And of course, the article area of the program and like the description area. I really do tell you to click it if you really want to see it. I go in order. I, I don't. I I try my hardest not to skip over anything. And so, if you truly want to see everything, just go in order of how the show is laid out. Okay. That I I really it's the best way to do it. <clears throat> okay. Well, what's what's next? Hello, user honey mustard hoe. Uh, I shall explain what fey pronouns are. So fey pronouns are a very common uh, noun self set of neo-pronouns. Neo-pronouns are pronouns that aren't he, him, his, uh, she, her, hers, or they, them, theirs. Um, any neo-pronoun hate, please leave at the door. Um, oh, oh. Oh, I, I guess I guess I'm leaving, guys. I, I guess that's the end of the show. You know, she said neo pronouns, or I don't even know. I I don't care. I, I th this is what sucks. I'm I'm not gonna use fay and fair. What the fuck does that even mean? Nothing. Nothing means anything, and anything means nothing. I don't want to hear it. Here's a handy dandy uh, uh conjugation guide. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we're not trying to create any echo chambers. From a neopronouns conjugation guide at Tumblr. Um, oh, Tumblr. Oh, that's a that's a good place to go. You know, the the entire site that killed itself basically with one fail swoop and then ruined Twitter for like the next like five plus or like what feels like five plus decades.
Um, and so it's like, Faye is my friend. I saw Fair yesterday. This was Fair request. That book is Fair's. Faye loves Fair self. How did, how, how did the county fair get a book? Hopefully that makes sense. Um, it doesn't. Um, I just wanted to give like a little guide and show you how to use them. Uh, again, any hate, please leave at the door. Oh, okay. But remember, if she hates with the right people, it's good. But if you hate for the bad reasons that she just listed, leave at the door. Got it. <clears throat> I would just like to remind everybody, I, I said a bunch of depressing stuff to my mom while we were on the way getting our pizza to like pick it up and everything. Because, you know, screw having to tip people because we can just go get it ourselves. Um, And so... You know, on our, on our way back, my mom goes, I really just don't want to hear about any of this anymore. Like, this is really depressing. Like, you're stressing me out. Uh, like, uh, and I just, I don't want to hear about any of this anymore. And I go, Mom, I mean, I mean, how, how do you think I feel? You, you know, each and every day. Each and every day, when I wake up in the morning, I check my notifications. After I get out of the shower a lot of most of the time. Or, or like, tomorrow, like Saturday, I'll, I'll just mostly get up and checking my phone because I'm not going anywhere immediately. And when the fir first things I look to see is if anything in the news at all is that the nuclear strikes are beginning or like World War Three has like started or that the entirety of the world is just going to end in the next like five like to ten minutes. Because I, I'm, I, I, I say this all the time I feel like now. But I, I'm truly beginning to just believe in burning the world and boiling the oceans. And, and I, I think it's very clear to see why. People ask, why do you have such a dark mind? And they go, I, I just go, my mind is literally just darkness. Just darkness continents. And then there's this just childhood or like childlike whimsical colored island off in this, off like very, very far away. Where child and insanity me lives, and then there's just this dark. Actually, no, the insanity me is just this dark, twisted island of just, just absolute cynicism and just absolute, just faithless, just no fucks given about the state of whether society improves, and that the hope is that it just becomes just completely destroyed, and the whole planet just goes into chunks, just everywhere in space. Healthy. PSA to all educators, especially elementary school educators, do us all a favor, society a favor, and stop breaking your kids up into boys groups and girls groups. Please stop doing it, especially at an elementary level. For no, do it. Please keep doing it as it literally provides purpose to those kids. For academics, for athletics, for all things, stop breaking them up into boys and girls groups. First of all, boys and girls are basically growing at the same level throughout infancy, throughout time. That's not how that works. Toddlerhood and throughout elementary school. No, they don't. It's not until upper elementary where girls actually take off and grow quick. Yeah, because the actual schooling system is actually designed around females actually succeeding better than uh, males. I know it's crazy how that works. It's it's really crazy how more women actually go to high school or go to college than men. More women are becoming more successful than a lot of men. 
currently, you know, mo there's a lot of women out there that are making significantly more than men. Because a lot of women are putting in the hours and work needed to be more successful than their male colleagues. A lot more p women are graduating high school. A lot more women are going to college. It, this is just statistical facts. There are a lot more successful women really coming into the limelight than there are men. Okay, there were literally articles, I think, like for the past like two years that you can find that are like, a lot of women are having to settle or having to go down a level to find a man as they as they realize that they just that the man that they uh, that there's just no man really that's above them that they that's right for them to marry so they're having to go with an actual dude that's not making as much or making more money than they are and stronger than boys that later catch up in high school so this idea that they can't work together, they can't play together, it's not safe, it's wrong. It's not the correct idea. And it That's creates this idea that boys it. and girls are inherently different, which is something... Boys and girls are inherently different. That's literally, like, the entire... Like, there, there's... That's literally... There is very much differences to males and females in both not only physical differences, but in mental differences in the way we view the world. Thing we're trying to stop in our society so do why do us all a favor break your kids up into to levels break your kids up into hair color for all i care but please please that sounds kind of like a segregation racisty kind of thing that like you might as well have just said split the kids up by skin color please stop breaking your kids up into boys and girls group how about shut the fuck up I'm I'm on I'm on my like I don't I, I I'm so over it phase. And we still have more by the way. We're not fucking done. Okay? We 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 have we have a few more. Okay, how how much worse could it possibly fucking get? I say that every time, but I I mean how how much how much harder could it possibly be to get through these? So I just had to call out sick from work cuz I've had these Awful, unexplainable stomach cramps all day. Uh-huh. I, I, I sometimes... I, I used to get really bad stomach cramps. Uh, stomach cramps so, so bad that I, I physically would revert to toddler. Luckily, I didn't have a job or anything at that point in time. And I was I, I, I was younger. And, I, I mean, I've, I've gotten over them now. But, like, you know... Why, 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 why could you be possibly getting stomach cramps... Totally a, a, a girl and not in any way at all a, a guy. And I just, I really, really hope that I'm sick because, you know, I've been on hormones for a year and I've heard people say that this is around the time when they start getting like period cramps. You're a fucking dude. Just because you started taking fucking hormones, that, that's just, that, how did, how would that make in any sense? You don't have a uterus. How could you possibly be menstruating? What what are you cramping on? What? That <laughs> And if I have to deal with this once a month, I am going to be so upset. I don't have 12 sick days a year. I'm just going to have to power through. That sounds awful. Oh my god, girl. Oh my god, you're gonna have to power through on something? Oh my god, you sound like such a weak 
bitch. Okay? You can't be such a weak little fucking bitch. First off, periods don't just last one fucking day, you jackass. I feel like I know more about women, and I know absolutely, bar none, very little about women. Women know that probably just because. I'm, I'm putting this out there right now. He, this man does not have a uterus. He doesn't have eggs. He can't possibly be bleeding from his fucking penis unless he hit it with a goddamn hammer like a dumbass. There's no reason you should be having stomach cramps and thinking it's because you have a period cramp. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. Make it make sense, people. Please, for the love of God. <clears throat> Alright, next one. I got a little educator hot tip for you on figuring out how to ask people for the name they go by and also their pronouns. So the first day of classes, the way that I do it is I go around the room and I ask every person to give me their name and their pronouns. Now, if their name is different than what's in my binder, um, I tell them to make sure they tell me their last name too. So if you go by a different last name because it's your nickname or you have a name that's, that you go by that's different than your legal name, you don't have to like out yourself. Um, it's just, that's who you are. I cross it out really dark in my binder. So I can't even uh, see it. And I write the new name nice and easy. And their last name always lets me know who they are. If I have to go into the system. And then, uh, in terms of pronouns, I ask every single person to share their pronouns. And I always make the joke, you know what they say about assuming, and I don't want to look like an ass. Uh, so you make it about you. Like, I don't want to mess up. So I'm going to ask everyone to use their pronouns. And I do as well. And then I write them next to their name. So that every time that I have to look at the attendance, um, or I can always double check and make sure I'm using the correct pronoun. So far, it's worked really, really well. Um, but if you have other good suggestions for this that can make me do even better, drop them down in the comments. Thank you. My brain hurts. We have two more. Two more. This is not like racism. It is racism. Anti-fatness is rooted in anti-blackness. And the reason why people... Oh my fucking God. Got worse. It somehow... It, it 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 somehow got worse in the span of two seconds. People are pursuing thinness is because they're pursuing proximity to whiteness. The reason why people hate fat people is because people hate black people. And oh my fucking Jesus Christ. By the way, we're only 14 seconds in. This video is only 36 seconds long. It's not even long like that last one was. By the way, that last one, a minute and 30. This one is 36 seconds, and my brain hurts so hard, 
that I'm pretty sure I could take the entire thing of a leave and still come out of still come out with a, the heaviest migraine. I'm pretty sure I would die quicker of an overdose and literally in my freaking just death, my brain would still hurt. First off, people don't like fat people because I don't know if you know this, but, you know, fat people being fat just kind of really tells a lot about who you are as a person and the different choices you've made in your in your life at a first impression point. But, but as well, there's also just other points where it just, you know, I mean, I learned the other day that there are certain people out there that are so fat that in order to get an MRI done, they have to go to the fucking zoo to get it done, okay? So, uh, no, an anti-blackness has nothing to do with being fucking fat. Like, that's, that's the most retarded fucking thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Oh, you, you don't, don't fat people? Well, that means that you fucking hate black people. That's, that's, that, those are both two things that are very separate. And appearing curvy or bigger is associated with blackness, especially black women, and that's what the fuck? They're discriminated in the workplace. That's not how that works either. Um, overly sexualized, and they literally, they do that to themselves. God, it's literally face tattoo syndrome. It's like, Oh my god, quit staring at my ass. And it's like, bitch, you are wearing clothes that are literally practically revealing your ass, pussy, and tits to fucking everyone. Everyone is looking. Every girl in the office, every guy in the office, every them, every goddamn whatever the fuck in the office is looking at you going, put on some fucking clothes. Okay? Literally, I, I swear to God, it happens every time I see a picture of Lizzo, I'm like, Lizzo, put on some goddamn clothes. It, it, it is literally women being like, oh my God, quit staring at me. And then they're like, oh my God, which of these different outfits is going to get me the most attention? This has gone back for centuries and centuries. All systems of oppression, capitalism, sexism, racism, it all comes back to white supremacy, which is the foundation of the fabric of America. No, it's fucking not. No, it's not. And rules every sector and aspect of our society. That's not how that works either. Hold, hold, hold on. I need to go back a little bit. Hold on. We, we need to go back. J just a few. Hold on. And this has gone back for centuries. Women back then were not overly sexualized. I would like you to very much know women had to cover up practically everything. Doug, right, people were so covered up that most people, most like, dudes only really ever saw like women's ankles out in public. And even then, that was like a big deal. And centuries. All systems of. Doug, you weren't even allowed to, like, show off your fucking shoulders as a gal, practically, for the most part. The only people that were allowed to do that was, like, royalty, with, like, some of their dresses. Repression, capitalism, sex- Capitalism, sexism, and racism are all very different things. Capitalism, the only system that has raised the most people out of, po out of, out of poverty ever. 
Sexism, something that we all know is clearly bad. Racism, same fucking boat. Racism, racism, it all comes back to white supremacy. How does that make any sense? You need to give more details than just saying certain things. Ideas like this are just the most concerning things I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. Which is the foundation of the fabric of America and- No it's not. The foundation and fabric of America was built on the idea of a society built as sort of a beacon of light for the entire world of a model to follow, in which we're supposed to be sort of a, a sort of a shining sort of star of, this is the land of opportunity, you can come here no matter who you are and make it, as well as the fact that the overall idea of America is that it's one big melting pot of just everyone's cultures and ideas spread into one country. It's not that there's just an American culture, it's bringing all that culture together to make a very patriotic and cohesive sort. Uh, somewhat try to, as much as we can, a cohesive nation. So, just a little food for thought. Someone will get it. Okay. This, this is the last one. I thought I should probably address this comment. I identify as gray gender. What the what 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 is that what does that mean? Are are you like gray as in like the corporate like gray people of just you very much have no personality, no taste, no nothing, and your entire life is consume product, then wait for next product, then consume product. Which means I feel ties to certain genders, but um, it's really hard. You can tell as she's saying this, she's coming up with it on the fucking spot. To describe, it's really hard to define. For me, it's really close to being gender fluid. I just really close. Remember, we gotta really stretch out any in any way possible to make ourselves sound even the slightest bit fucking special. Because everyone has to be special. No one can just be a normal human being. Everyone gotta be fucking special in their own little special, special, special little fucking way. I personally feel like I have strong enough, um, consistent enough, like repeated enough dysphoria to call myself gender fluid. Oh, repeated enough dysphoria. Yeah, it sounds like the most phase bullshit I've ever heard. And in the end, I don't really care how people perceive me. Oh, that's good. Great. I don't either. The thing is, sometimes I do feel dysphoria. Oh, sometimes. And yeah, I did too as a king child, and yet here I am, not not being that. I literally suffer from, like, wanting to be a female every day, and yet, guess what? I don't do this. Like, I, I would love to be a female over a guy, okay? Ladies, I'm sorry to admit it, but I would much rather be a... a it, it's much better to be, like a version of a female in America in 2020 than it is to be a straight white male in uh, in society. I'm, I'm sorry that I couldn't be an extra special fucking snowflake pansexual non-cis non-binary fucking white guy, okay? I'm sorry that that just couldn't happen. <clears throat> Isn't where my brain went to. <laughs> Sometimes it's intense. So, essentially, I will never care what gender of pronouns, what gendered compliments, what gendered questions um, you have for me. 
Occasionally I will be feeling a certain set of pronouns more. Pronouns do not equal gender, but for me personally they do. Thank you for asking. I'm going to end the show here because that's that's the last one. It has been a roller coaster. This is probably one of the longest episodes I've ever done of this show. And I really, really, really hope that this kind of makes up for the fact that I missed a day and that I missed last Friday. Anyway, this is going to do it for the Political Panda program. If you could please follow me over on Twitter and True Social if you made it this far, and subscribe to my Substack, and subscribe to this program wherever you are listening. Even if you hate me, please, it helps to go to help bring this show more popular to help out my rocket fund so that I may forever escape this wretched planet and never fucking return so that I may die in outer space so that my body and everything could be separated from this planet. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and of course, uh... Thank you guys so much for all the love and support over this, you know, for even just this past week. It's been incredible, the amount of downloads and plays on the program, so thank you guys so very much. Anyway, hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Truly, I do. Hopefully better than the one, the way my weekend is starting. And I will see you guys on Monday with another week of the Political Panda program. I'll see you next week.